Are you suffering from an imposter mindset? Let me tell you what it is. And if you suffer from this, I'm going to tell you what you need to do about it. Let's do it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are going to talk about imposter mindset. Some of you may have heard this discussed as imposter syndrome. I read a great article that talked about why it can be problematic to call it a syndrome and, you know, the difficulty of going around and diagnosing people as having a type of syndrome. And I really did agree with it, which is why I now refer to it as imposter mindset. And I do think it's super important to talk about the imposter mindset. I think it's very helpful for people when they can see that their mind is in this way of thinking and evaluating themselves and their career. And I think that having the knowledge that it's going on is really key to helping you move through it and move past it. So let's talk about what is the imposter mindset. The imposter mindset is really when we are moving through our career And we are operating with the belief that we are an imposter in some way, that we are fooling people, tricking people. It's a feeling that we don't really know what we're doing, that we aren't as capable or as smart as other people see us. And there's this fear that we're going to be found out. So we talk about it as an imposter because it's this feeling that we're like getting away with something and everybody's going to find out at some point that we don't really know what we're doing. Or for some people, it's like they're going to find out I don't really have my shit together. I'm not as capable as they think. I'm not as smart as people think. It kind of has its own form for different individuals. But overall, it's just that feeling that you are fooling people into thinking that you know what you're doing more than you feel like you actually do. And there are several reasons why I think it's really important to understand if this is happening to you. One is that when we have an imposter mindset, it can really prevent us from taking risks in our career because we start to fear being in that space where we're going to not know what we're doing. We have a fear that we're going to get found out. It really just sort of keeps us from wanting to make those leaps because we're constantly disconnecting from our actual capabilities. We can't really feel how capable we are. So we're always trying to stay in places that feel more safe for us. Second thing that an imposter mindset can do is it can create perfectionism. When someone is stuck in an imposter mindset, many of my clients fall into this category. I for sure used to fall into this category. And it's this feeling I'm not as capable as people think. I'm not as smart as people think. There is this tendency to try to overproduce or overperform. So when we do have something that we need to do for other people, something where we're going to be evaluated clearly, something where people are going to be watching us, people who have an imposter mindset will often perfect the work. They will often overthink it. They will often squeeze it so tight all the way till the end because their fear that they don't know enough or aren't as capable or as smart is so strong and they're trying to overcompensate for that by showing up and doing the absolute best that they can anytime they're going to be evaluated in a way that's going to be seen by their supervisors or colleagues. And so they really can get into this perfectionist mindset that is incredibly exhausting. It has people squeezing at their work. It has people overthinking what they're doing and really burning you out. 
The third thing that is really important to note in terms of why I think it's so important to talk about imposter mindset and why I talk about it so much in my work is because it can cause a lot of overwhelm and anxiety in our work. So especially for those of you that are tuning into this podcast because you're in the new role, you've recently been promoted, taken on a new job, and you are trying to master something that has some level of um, a stretch for you. You might be learning some new things. You might be in a new environment. And what happens when you have an imposter mindset is that it gets very triggered when we are in something new and we are starting to fear, oh my gosh, I knew it. I'm really not as capable. People are going to find me out. This just gets dialed way up when we have up-leveled in any way or shifted our job or role in any way. So some of you that are listening to this may be in a job that you've been in for a long time and you still have this imposter mindset, which happens all the time, right? This happened to me many times during my career when I was a professor where I would still sort of feel like I was getting away with it in some way. I felt competent and capable about some things, but definitely not about other things, and I struggled to evaluate my own competency and capability accurately. So I think it's important to identify if you have it so that you can see how it might be affecting you in your career overall, in your new role right now, how much anxiety you're experiencing, how much overwhelm you're experiencing. So I want to talk to you about what it looks like, how you can really identify if you are in this mindset versus just being in something that's new. And I'm going to give you strategies for how you can move through the imposter mindset. I'm going to give you some of that today, and I'm going to give you some of that in the second part of this episode. So let's discuss the difference between if you are in an imposter mindset issue or if you're just inexperienced at what you're doing. So I first want to talk about what it is like to be inexperienced at something. So if you truly are inexperienced and you have no evidence of your ability to create a successful outcome at any given task role, then you are in what I call an an inexperienced mindset. For example, let's say you get a sales job, you've never done sales. You've never done a sales call. You've never closed a sales deal. There are certainly going to be elements of the work that you're doing that are drawing upon skills that you have from previous jobs and previous roles. All of that is important. If I was coaching you, I would definitely be looking at the connections. But overall, it's fair to say for that person, they are in an inexperienced mindset because they are literally inexperienced. They do not have a history of creating successful outcomes in sales, on sales calls, closing sales deals. So there's a a whole skill set likely that this person's going to be learning. If this is you, your anxiety is coming from the fact that your brain is just searching for evidence on how it can produce a positive outcome. It doesn't have anything to draw upon. And the best way that you can work through the inexperienced mindset really is exposure. So if you think about it in terms of something really simple, you're trying to teach your kid how to hit the ball with a bat, and you want your child to become confident, you want them to not be anxious when they get up to bat, your kid's going to need exposure. 
right? So the very best way to get them out of an inexperienced mindset would be to have them swinging the bat at the ball over and over and over again consistently. And what's going to happen is they're going to start to hit the ball. And the more they hit the ball, the more their brain's going to be able to see, I know how to consistently create this outcome. And thus, they start to feel confident and they also feel less anxiety about taking part in this particular task. So I think that's important because some people get confused about if this is an imposter mindset versus if I'm just inexperienced at something. So if there's something in your new job or role that you literally have never done and it doesn't connect closely to work you've done in the past, you don't have any evidence of a successful outcome, I just want you to know that the inexperienced mindset is super common. And if it feels cloudy, confusing, and overwhelming, nothing has gone wrong. This is just what it feels like to be in an inexperienced mindset doing something that you don't have experience doing. It's going to feel cloudy. It's going to feel confusing. It's going to feel like it's hard. And that's just what it feels like the first time you have a ball and a bat and you're trying to figure out how to do it. This is a little bit different from a true imposter mindset. So If you have a true imposter mindset, what happens is the people around you are consistently telling you that your performance is good, and you actually have evidence of your ability to produce a successful outcome. So let's take the same example. You switch sales jobs. Maybe you've been promoted and you're in a company where you're selling something slightly different, and maybe it's higher paying, and maybe it's a little more status, okay? So some parts of that are new. There are pieces of that where you don't have experience. But overall, you have consistently already performed well in sales. Yet, your mind keeps telling you that you're going to be found out, you're not as capable as people think, you're going to fail at this, you're not going to be able to adjust to this job. That is an imposter mindset. What's happened is that your brain has found ways to constantly dismiss your previous success. When you get a successful outcome, your brain dismisses it, comes up with a rationalization for why it didn't really count or why in that situation you were able to succeed, but you won't be able to in this one right? Maybe your brain is telling you um, those were easier sales calls. (laughs) Those people wanted it more than the people I'll be selling to. My manager believed in me and this one doesn't, so I won't be able to perform as well. It's constantly giving you these rationalizations for why you can't do it and why the success that you've already had doesn't matter. And this is super important because the way that we help you move through an imposter mindset issue is a little different than an inexperienced issue. Even though, you know, sometimes they kind of mesh together, what's really important is that to get past an imposter mindset issue, we really have to help you connect to your capabilities and your competencies, and we have to help you connect literally from a rational perspective and emotionally to your successes. So instead of just each time you succeed, you feel sort of relief and like you got away with it somehow versus each time you succeed, really being able to take that as evidence that 
you're competent, you're capable, you're skilled, you know how to master this role. That's the difference between how I talk about and coach around inexperienced mindset versus imposter mindset. If you are someone who is really identifying with this imposter mindset, this was me. I had an imposter mindset for many, many, many years throughout graduate school, throughout my job as a professor, when I was first building my business. I want to talk to you about the first strategy that will be helpful in helping you move through this and past this. The first thing I want to help you see is that your gauge for evaluating your own performance is broken. And the way you know that is that if you feel like other people's evaluations of you always seem better, more positive than how you're evaluating you, that is your evidence that you have an imposter mindset and that your gauge is broken. So I like to think about it like you're getting in your car and the gas tank is full, but it's broken and it keeps showing you that it's at half a tank, okay? So you have this illusion every time you get in your car that you only have half a tank of gas when you're actually at a full tank of gas. You have the same type of broken gauge when it comes to evaluating your capabilities, your competencies, and your performance. You constantly think you're at half a tank when you're really at a full tank. And I think this is like one of the most important first steps to moving through this imposter mindset because you need to stop trusting your own evaluation of your performance. And I know that sounds kind of crazy in the coaching world. It's not often that you hear me say, like, don't trust yourself. <laughs> it's kind of opposite of what a lot of um, the self-help world teaches. But in this case, I think it's very, very important for you to see that you are evaluating your performance based on how you feel versus based on how you're actually performing. So when I was a professional speaker and I would be on stage, I would feel very anxious I would feel um, uncertain on how well it was going because I was always looking at the faces of the people in the audience and it can be very difficult to gauge people's interpretation of what's going on when they're watching or listening to something intently. So I would constantly be in a state of overthinking and anxiety while I was speaking. And from that space, I would assume often because I was feeling not great while giving the keynote. I would assume I wasn't performing well. I would get off the stage and people would tell me, oh my God, that was so great. We loved it. That was amazing. Oh, you're so good at this. And I would constantly notice my evaluation of how I did was so inconsistent with other people's. I couldn't feel a connection to the performance I had just given. I couldn't feel a connection to my capabilities. What was happening is that I was evaluating how well that keynote was, not based on the time I had spent preparing it, how well I had addressed points, how clearly I had been able to speak, the interesting examples I had given. Instead, I was evaluating it based on how I felt while I was giving it, which was anxious and uncertain and filled with self-doubt. So I want you to know First and foremost, your gauge is likely broken. That means that for now, you have to trust external feedback over internal feedback. You have to start trusting what other people are telling you about your performance, what your past 
managers, bosses, supervisors, clients have told you about your performance versus what you feel about your performance at work, okay? So the first step is for you as you move through this week, I want you to really think about while I'm in this new job, this new role, what if it's true that my gauge is broken? What if other people telling me I'm doing fine, I'm performing fine, I'm learning fine, what if that is actually accurate and I have a pair of glasses on that is skewed? You have like funhouse lenses on that is skewing your ability to see how well you are doing because your anxiety is clouding it. That is your homework for the week. It is literally to consider that your gauge is broken and start moving through your day with this assumption. We want to start giving your mind the ability to consider this and to really start to see what the world would look like if this were true. If you discovered that your gauge really was broken and that you didn't have an ability to accurately evaluate your performance, but that you could trust the external feedback that was coming to you, how would you feel? What would be different? How much of your anxiety would that help to decrease? So that's step one. I'm going to do another episode on this because there is just so many juicy things around the imposter mindset. I do so much of this in the work and my coaching. And so I want to be able to give you more than one tool for moving through this. So please tune back in next week for part two of this. If you are someone who is really experiencing this imposter mindset, this anxiety, this overwhelm, questioning your competencies and capabilities, feeling a lot of anxiety in your new job, and you want to get to the bottom of it and move through it very quickly so you can adjust to this role and succeed and feel good in your new job, hop on over to Aaron M as in mindsetfully.com. Check out my coaching and I will be back to talk to you about more imposter mindset next week. In the meantime, have a great day. 